Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I just loaded onto this app and I saw that the last episode got 141 listens. Now, that may be small potatoes to other podcasts and podcasters, but that is massive for me. And we also got 39. We have 39 established audience members. So to those of you that are still that listen a lot and are a part of that 39 people, thank you so much. This means so much to me. I don't know. I, I, I've been doing this podcast for I, a few months, that's for sure. Well, actually more than that. I think I started this, oh, I want to say last summer. I don't remember, but I started a while ago and I've been recording for me. I, I recorded for a bit and then I stopped and then I think I've been fairly consistent. Sometimes I skip a week, sometimes I don't. It really depends. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast and listening and having an open mind and just like really thinking about some of the issues that we're talking about. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's really good. Uh, so let's jump into it today. It's going to be a short episode because I didn't have any notes planned, but we're going to be talking about, once again, the Israeli-Palestine conflict. And recently I've been talking to a lot of people about the conflict, and I've realized that not only is the activism around it so complicated, the crisis itself is so complicated. And I think a lot of people on the internet and people that aren't actually involved in the crisis, like firsthand, don't understand how, how complicated it is and are treating it like it's black and white photo when really there's so much gray area involved. And I think that a lot of what we do is we try to pick sides. We as human beings, we naturally pick sides. When a problem happens, we like we like to know where we stand. But that's the problem with this conflict, is neither side is innocent. And I, I personally don't think either side is right in any frame of reference. So it's very hard for people to try and connect with it because they feel like they have to pick a side when really there's blood on both hand on the hands of both sides for example i listened to this guy talk about how he went to study there for i think it was a year or something or so and he talked to lots of people there and they talked about the crisis and they said that well israel is bombing innocent civilians yes but palestine is also committing acts of terror they shoot kids at the border. They have snipers on one side of the border and they shoot six-year-olds on the other side of the border. So you can definitely tell how there's two sides to this story. And like another example would be the Israelis are kicking out people from their Palestinians from their house and Palestinians are punishing people that don't agree with their religion completely. Or at least some of them are, not all of them, of course. And so there really is this ideological divide because not all not all Israelis are evil and not all Palestinians are evil either. And what I generally think is that this conflict is between the two militaries or at least originally was between the two militaries of Palestine and Israel. And it turned into a fight where people feel that the civilians of the other side are their enemy as well. And I think that generally the civilians of either side 
aren't they're not they're not the they're not the people that are committing these acts of these heinous acts sometimes they are yes but sometimes they aren't and i generally think that it's it it's very bad to push that divide even further and blame the other side for something there that their leadership is doing i think that generally on the internet you can't trust as much what people say on the internet because especially with this conflict because there's so much information that's shrouded in mystery and ethical gray zones and it's hard to tell who is in the right in every situation i think in the past we have there has been a clear line not for this conflict specifically but in the past there's been a clear line of what of which side is doing the evil but then once you kind of look into it further you realize that well the people that were the quotation marks good guys aren't necessarily the good guys and so that leaves us with this with the israeli palestine conflict thinking well who is the good guys and my response to that question is neither i think neither side is good and i don't think either side is better than the other side ethically i think they both have committed heinous crimes and i don't think either side is is good as some people say like some people say free palestine and that's good and all but on also the palestinians have committed heinous acts people say back israel one state one state solution and to that i say well the israelis are occupying palestine right now and of course me saying that is also a very broad generalized statement because there's so much to factor in of course i'm not going to go through every single bit of it because we'd be here for a year over and we'd be talking about it for so long but generally this is what happens is people take one side and don't think about the other side because they think well now i'm committed to this side i have to support this side no i don't personally i'm not picking a side i haven't said like oh i support the israelis or i support the palestinians for that reason exactly i don't think either side is good and i haven't decided whether on what solution i think is best i don't know if the two state solution would be best or if the one state solution is best personally i have seen lots of people say well this conflict has gone way too far it will end in either side being the being fully victorious and you know what it's a it does sound like a sad truth that could be how it ends because it makes sense neither side really wants to give up and for the past decade the leaders of the palestinians have been they've been trying to be this um strong leader that can take on the israelis and not look weak and i think that is forcing this buildup of arms and this fighting militarization because they don't want to look weak so I, i i do really think that because of this this um attempt to not look weak there has been excessive violence that could have been avoid avoided of course that's in the past and we need to think about the future with the past in mind so yeah i just i just wanted to talk about how about how like the israel and palestine conflict is viewed and i also wanted to talk 
about the symbolic actions of people online because as we know a lot of influencers online began to talk about the palestine israel war and they were saying yelling free palestine most of them and as much as i think that the occupation of palestine is a part is a large part of why there's conflict today i don't think that it is okay for people to come in and chant about an issue that they a probably don't know much about and b are going to give up in a few weeks and people are like well cohen wouldn't you want the publicity for that issue wouldn't you want it getting publicity and yes i do but without consistent publicity the issue drops off the face of the earth and once people have like rooted for it for a bit they think like oh we did something and then they don't hear about it or think about it for so long and it just continues getting worse and people say like sharing on the internet helps and i would generally disagree with that i don't think that sharing on the internet helps i think it i think it does the opposite actually at least you know what? let me rephrase that i don't think sharing on the internet helps when it's not consistent because if you have this large peak like imagine a graph and it goes along and there's no there's no talking about the issue and then suddenly it spikes up and there's a lot of information out there and people are like learning about this issue but then it drops down in a few days and so these people we get to look like the heroes over in the western hemisphere in canada united states all these countries but the palestinians and the israelis they get the short end of the end of the stick and they still suffer it doesn't seem fair to me it doesn't seem like we're doing the right thing and i really think if we're going to chew if people in if people are going to take this on as an issue and they're going to be like hey this is a big deal which it is then they need to stick with it and make sure that they're not becoming a part of the problem instead uh so that being said let's talk about the issue itself how about that so we know that israel just announced that they would not stop airstrikes against palestine and of course palestine is def is because of that is not going to stop airstrikes to israel now we know that israel is sufficiently stronger in military power than palestine is and they also have more land in the region so let's talk about because people are saying like Israel, the Israelis are thieves and they're taking houses. And you know what? I generally wouldn't argue that that is a false fact. I would argue that it is true. But the Palest some Palestinians and some people arguing for the side of Palestine are saying that this is the fault of the civilians. And I watched a video yesterday and it said um, it was about this, this man and he walked up and he was an Israeli and the, he was getting the house of a Palestinian. And she was yelling at him, calling him a thief. And he said, well, if I don't take it, somebody else will. And so I don't think that, I think there's a lot of mis misunderstanding. I think that generally these people in is Israel are, are given these houses. And yes, it's the Palestinians' houses and they deserve to have their, their houses given back because that's horrible. But I also don't think that these Israeli civilians... I don't think it's completely their fault. And I don't think they have the option to just give it back to the Palestinians. I don't think that's how it works. 
And so when we say, oh, Isra the Israelis are committing these crimes, I think we should really focus on what we mean by the Israelis. Do we mean the civilians or do we mean the government of the Israelis? Because yes, the government of the Israelis is, are taking these houses. Yes, the people of Israel are, are occupying these houses. But it is not necessarily the Israeli civilians' fault that this is happening. Sure, there is a small chunk of there is a chunk of blame that could be given to them, but that counts for anyone in this conflict. I think that the civilians of this conflict are being put in the middle of this brutal war, and I I, I just think that's unfair. I don't think that's I don't think that's how it should go. I think that this is a violation of human rights, and I really think that some a armed group and the United Nations needs to get involved, and they need to actually get a peace peace treaty right this time instead of messing it up like they did other times. Welcome back. We just took a short break there. Um, we're going to talk about some news, and that's going to have a lot to do with what we were just talking about which is obviously the Israeli conflict. Um, I just logged on to the news, just the news tab on Google, and there's a headline from Al Jazeera, and I'm going to amend what I said before about um, the bombing continuing from by Israel. It is actually continuing, and in his own words, Prime Minister Netanyahu, in full force, that's what he said, it'll continue in full force, so... That's something to think about, that it doesn't look like the Israelis are going to back down anytime soon, and it doesn't look like the Palestinians are going to back down anytime soon. In similar news to Israel, the Israeli airstrikes killed 42 Palestinians in rockets fired from, and rockets have been fired from Gaza. So that's the Palestinians fighting back against the Israeli airstrikes. Another synagogue accident has happened in Israel, with many people being injured. In the Myanmar conflict, the Myanmar rebels have retreated to the northwest town from the northwest town of Mindat after days of assault combat. The United States and Britain have called on the army to avoid civilian casualties. This is also in the Geneva Convention. The U.S. has agreed to help Israel and Palestine if they seek to, to broker a ceasefire. This is good news for the conflict. Hopefully, the U.S. can broker a good ceasefire. As we know, Donald Trump's administration had brokered a deal between the Israelis and Palestinians, but as we can clearly see, it, it has fallen apart. After some Palestinians rammed a car into six Israeli police, they were killed. This is just another mark of the violence that is happening, even in the streets. Not even just the bombs and the airstrikes, but also the violence that has been happening in the streets and the combat between police forces and protesters. Muslim states have condemned Israel's barbaric attacks against Palestinians. This comes to no surprise, seeing as the nation of Israel is surrounded by Muslim states, and they don't necessarily have great relations with those states. A cyclone has lashed the west coast of India, and thousands have been evacuated from the area. 
This is on top of the recent air shortage for COVID patients in India that left them crippling. Egypt has opened the Rafah crossing early for Palestinian travelers. This could be, I don't know, well, I haven't learned a lot about this, but this could be a way for Palestinian refugees to escape the current conflict. Even with that said, this is announced by the Egypt government as a way to try and bring tourism back to the country. That's all for the news today, and that's all for the episode today. I hope you enjoyed. Once again, have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and thank you for keeping an open mind. I hope that you come back and listen. This is the World As We Know It podcast. Give us a follow. Give some other other episodes a listen. And as for today, have a good day.